who are we to want more money? Maybe your experience so far hasn't given you the confidence that you could make more, or you feel guilty for wanting more. So let's get this out of the way. If you desire it, you can have it. The universe doesn't plant seeds of desire that can't grow. It also doesn't plant desires that go contrary to who you truly are. So if you feel a desire to get into an attractive state towards money, there's a higher reason for that. My name is Francesca Phillips, and you're listening to The Good Space Podcast, a show where we help you find peace and power in work, relationships, and intuition. Welcome to The Good Space Podcast. This is episode one of a four-part series on feeling your best about money. I believe anyone is worthy of receiving more. Where most of us get tripped up is not having the space in our lives or the belief that we can receive more. And of course, I want to acknowledge that there are people born into situations with more obstacles than others. They're not as privileged to have a simpler path by the world's standards ahead of them. What you won't hear me say is that it's your fault that you're in the situation you're in, because that doesn't really help anyone and what a weight that puts on someone. So what I will say is that we can focus on what's in our control, and that's our mindset. That's the energy we feel because of the thoughts we think. When we focus on those, we start to feel better. And regardless of if you make more money or not, who doesn't want to feel their best? Who doesn't want to have a good, healthy mindset and relationship with money? So whether you feel like you don't have enough money or you wouldn't trust yourself when you do make a lot or you're making money but can't get past a certain number or you feel shameful for wanting more money, you are in the right place. Feel free to listen to these episodes while you're driving, cleaning, cooking, or resting. Soak these in while you're in flow. There's absolutely no pressure to take notes, only the hope that you'll allow yourself to create space within and feel better than you did today about money. If you feel inspired to take notes or action, then please do. I just feel like the world runs so much on masculine energy where everyone's like, here's a plan, a roadmap, you need to hustle, you need to act, you need to do all these things. And it often feels icky, right? It feels contrary to your spirit and the way that you want to flow through life. So I am in favor of doing a more feminine approach where we are the attractors, we are the vessels that abundance can come through. And that only can happen when you feel your best when you are aligned with who you truly are. And we'll dive more into that. But I just wanted to put that out there that let yourself just feel good. That is the number one goal. If you would like short daily reminders to access your authentic self, then sign up for the Good Space Daily. It's our email that Ellen says has become such a source of joy for her, or that Vicky says offers up something interesting and something she puts into practical use every day. You can find a link to that in the show notes. Money is a sensitive topic. Most of us are taught that attaining it is the ultimate prize. Some are judged because of the abundance or lack of it. We see bad people use it to amplify bad, and we also see good people use it to amplify good. We also want to be able to enjoy life at a slower pace and live it the way we want. And if we could only make X amount more, then we'd be good, right? We could go on and on. But why am I confident that we can shift our relationship to money? Because we didn't start our physical journey with barriers and blocks. Abundance comes second nature to us. There's an age-old saying that money is the root of all evil, 
or that wanting money isn't spiritual or aligned. Not true. Money is a big part of the human experience. It's what we use to create environments and experiences that make us feel our best. There's no ignoring or getting around that fact, so it would benefit us to feel good about it. I mean, why go through life resisting or forcing or feeling bad about something when it's a literally around us like air? So no matter what your starting point is as you're listening to this, there's something here for you. My dream is that at the end of the series, you'll feel more easeful and ready to receive more money. This series was an idea that came to me during maternity leave. During those 3 a.m. feeding sessions, my mind thought about a lot, a lot, a lot. One of them being what I wanted work to look and feel like moving forward. Before the baby, my work life was not sustainable. Meeting the demands of my copywriting clients while also staying in a creative headspace for the good space felt like a tidal wave crashing over my head every day. Thinking about going back to that triggered a sense of anxiety and vulnerability and many conversations with my therapist. You know, when you're already so stretched thin, it's, and then you add something else that's demanding into your life, it's really hard to wrap your head around, okay, here is the me before a baby was born. And then here is me right now in this cocoon for three months, four months, having my maternity leave. So what does it look like integrated? So that's when my therapist encouraged me to ask, what do I want life to look like? What would be meaningful? Does that even include money? How could I make more with less pressure? And is it possible to? My very real blocks around money reared their ugly heads. And that's when I picked up Money and the Law of Attraction by Esther and Jerry Hicks. Up until this point, I had been very masculine energy driven, where it's like, okay, this is the plan. This is what we're testing. These are the metrics. This is how we know if it succeeded or didn't succeed. And it didn't work. So I literally, unfortunately, came to this book in an act of desperation where I'm like, okay, if the masculine energy focus isn't working, then I I have to focus on the feminine. Like, first of all, what else could I lose, right? Or what could it hurt to actually try it? And second of all, I haven't tried it yet. The other thing isn't working. So it'd be insane to keep doing it the way I've been doing it. So yeah, of course, I went into the book thinking, oh, it'll give me little tidbits and maybe I'll just, you know, feel better. And absolutely, I felt better and absolutely it inspired me, but a light bulb turned on that I did not expect. And so a lot of what I'm going to share in this episode and the other episodes involving money and feeling good about it will be from this book. So it became clear to me that the common thread in every book I've read on abundance and the law of attraction was this. You can't manifest what you truly desire without feeling good first or feeling your best, whatever that looks like in each moment first, before the action, before anything. And I know that the idea of good and sinking into that word is different for each person. And maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I have no idea what good feels like, but you probably know what your best feels like, right? And feeling your best can be different in each moment, can fluctuate. So grab onto whatever word feels expansive and warm and bright and peaceful and relaxing. That's what you need to get into first, period, the end. Scary, it's that simple, but it is. Because if you don't feel good or feel your best in that moment, that means you're not aligned with who you really are. Because being aligned with who you really are feels freaking good. 
And it also means that you're not aligned with what you really want, because when you're aligned with who you really are and what you really want, it feels amazing and it feels good. And taking action outside of who you really are and what you really want is counterproductive. Then I realized that this principle applies to every area of life, relationships, business, family, health. So here we are. I want you to take quick inventory right now. I'm going to ask you four questions and I want you to imagine them being seeds planted in your heart wherever you stand or sit as you listen. Then become the observer. What feeling is popping up? What answers are unfolding? How are you feeling hearing this? So here they are. What do you want life to look like? What would be the most meaningful thing to do or have? Does that include money? And it's okay if it doesn't. What are you willing to do or not do for the life you want? The information that you're hearing in these episodes is what I wrote for our daily email, The Good Space Daily. So if you're already signed up, you'll have these money tips in writing in your inbox and you can reference them and look back at them anytime you want. And if you're not signed up and you want to get short daily reminders to access your authentic self in all areas of life, then make sure you sign up now. And if you're listening to this episode when we've already gone past the month that we're releasing these emails, let us know and we can send them to you for signing up so that you can also have all of the money tips in writing as well. So the link is in the show notes or you can go to findyourgoodspace.com. Again, it's findyourgoodspace.com. Who are we to want more money? Maybe your experience so far hasn't given you the confidence that you could make more or you feel guilty for wanting more. So let's get this out of the way. If you desire it, you can have it. The universe doesn't plant seeds of desire that can't grow. It also doesn't plant desires that go contrary to who you truly are. So if you feel a desire to get into an attractive state towards money, there's a higher reason for that. The only reason you may think otherwise is that you're used to thinking you can't do or have what you desire, but you can. It's a simple, powerful, yet tough tweak to make. You'd be amazed at how much each of us downplays and minimizes ourselves, even about the smallest things. When my husband and I were apartment hunting in New York City, we searched for over a month and nothing was working out. We weren't finding spaces we felt good in or that felt worth the insane monthly rent. As you can imagine, New York City is so expensive. There were a few apartments that practically begged us to move in, which is crazy, but we didn't feel right about any of them. It was really hard to say no because some of them are really good, but we're just like, ah, we don't feel right about this. And I remember breaking down one night and kind of just giving up. I'm like, I'm over this. I'm over this. I don't really care anymore. Like, screw this. We'll just stay in this tiny little cupboard and just whatever, make do. Literally 10 minutes later, my husband found the apartment I could only dream about on Street Easy. He was updating and refreshing the website literally every 10 minutes. And so he happened to refresh it. And then this perfect apartment in our price range in the area we wanted popped up. And sadly, this story isn't a happy ending, but I promise there's a good point here. So we went and saw the place. We fell in love, put in an application and bid higher than the asking price because there were four other applicants. And we'd always been chosen up to this point, even when there were other people applying. So I felt pretty good. I was like, great, this is going to be ours. And after a week, the broker came back and said the owner picked someone else. 
my heart literally dropped. I was pretty upset and I started spiraling mentally. Like, how could this happen? It was ours. That was our apartment. Like, what's, why is this law of attraction thing broken? Blah, 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 blah. And then I realized that how I choose to internalize this moment would affect my view of what I think I'm worthy of. So this was an opportunity to speak a different narrative than I was used to. This was just practice. So I practiced saying things like, okay, if my heart holds a desire for an apartment that makes us feel good and fulfills our needs, then that is what we are getting. Even though I can't mentally and from the ego see it, I have to trust that that's how the universe works, period. And that the apartment we didn't get wasn't ours to begin with. And I can't wait to see what is our apartment because I believe the universe wants me to have the best of the best and that it's still on the way. So I kept repeating thoughts like this. And then I read this quote from Abraham Hicks that kind of just blew me out of the water. She said, if this time-space reality has within it the ability to inspire a desire within you, it is absolute that this time-space reality has the ability to yield you a full and satisfying manifestation of that same desire. It is law. Boom. The part where she says full and satisfying manifestation just clicked. It clicked. So basically what she's saying is if you have a desire within you it is absolute it is law that the universe has the ability to yield you a full and satisfying manifestation of that same desire not just a little bit not 10 percent not a so-so manifestation like oh here's some crumbs no full and satisfying manifestation so dang it the reason we did not get that apartment is because it was not a full and satisfying manifestation of my desire. The ego is ready to accept the bare minimum to settle. Most of us struggle to hold out for that full and satisfying manifestation. With money, there's a variety of reasons it has yet to come to us. One reason is maybe we are holding out for the full and satisfying manifestation. Maybe we have some beliefs we need to work on, but gosh darn it, if you haven't received it yet, don't you worry. The universe wants to give it to you. And another reason might not have come to us is the difference between desire and wanting. And I definitely applied this as well to the apartment situation. The act of wanting implies there's a lack. Wanting money places our energy and intention to the lack of money not the having of money. Desire implies attraction and seduction. It focuses more on possibility and is a gentler, more playful kind of energy. I bet you can feel the difference between the two already. What's the best way to place our energy and attention on the having of money instead of the lack of money? It's acting as if it's already yours. It's having the same energetic presence of someone whose desire is already manifested. It's mine, even if the physical proof of it is still on its way, because having the energy of having something already can only attract the having of that thing. With the apartment, I practice thoughts of desire, feeling the light, airy apartment, seeing the laundry and unit with an extra room for an office, seeing us being on the top floor. Mind you, these are nearly impossible to get altogether in New York City, but I didn't care. I was just going to test the principle out. And I'm like, okay, if I don't get all of it, that's fine, but at least I'm practicing getting into the desire. So another few weeks go by, and we found the apartment we just moved into this month. It's top floor, laundry and unit, 
has an office, and more. Everything I envisioned in my desires. Remember that if you desire it, you can have it. I'm recording this episode in the office that I was like, oh, that would be a nice to have. That would be something cool to have extra, (laughs) you know? So it was a really cool experience. It definitely stretched a lot of our beliefs though about money because it was a lot of money, but we could afford it. And we were just like, okay, this is gonna, this is the place. So here we are. So really, truly, like your emotions are indicators and they're important to kind of observe and recognize. So Abraham Hicks says, while almost everyone is aware of how they feel in varying degrees, there are few who understand the important guidance that their feelings or emotions provide. Without exception, the reason for negative emotion is because you are focused upon something you do not want or upon the lack of absence of something that you do want. So basically, if you're feeling negative about money, if you're feeling bad about a situation or like the time that I felt like finding an apartment was impossible. The reasons for negative emotions really is that simple. To tell you that you're focused upon something you don't want or the lack and absence of something you do want. So what do we do when we recognize this, right? Obviously, you can practice the thoughts and and do those things, but we pivot. And we do that by asking why we want something that immediately brings focus and energy back to the expansive feeling of what is wanted. And that changed everything for me. So now when I feel a negative emotion, I pause and ask myself, am I focusing on something I don't want? And if so, what do I want and why? What a blessing to know that life doesn't need to be complicated. So, you know, keep it simple. So anytime, yeah, like especially with money, around money, if you're feeling negative, what do I not want right now? Like, what am I focusing on that I don't want? Okay, great. So what do I want instead? And it's just doing that quick little change. All right. So that's the end of this one. I hope that it inspired you in some way. And um, yeah, we're going to go into the next one. So make sure you take a listen and let me know if you like it. And if you do like what you're hearing so far and you feel inspired to support our message, please consider joining our membership. There's a lot of cool goodies and extra things and exclusive offerings that you will get for supporting us. It really means a lot. And we're so grateful for your support. And if you even just support one brand or mission this year, I really hope that you'll consider us. And the links to that is in our show notes. Now it's time for an affirmation. I'm effortlessly aligned with who I really am and what I really want. If you found today's tips inspiring or thought-provoking, share it right now on social media and make sure to tag me at Francesca A. Phillips or at Find Your Good Space and also weigh in in the comment section at findyourgoodspace.com. You can find links in the show notes. And if you have a spiritual or mindfulness problem that you want me to unpack on an upcoming The Good Space episode or an awesome manifesting story you want to share, give my podcast phone line a ring right now at 917-719-0867. Also, don't forget to download my free morning routine guide. It's what helped me reduce my anxiety, increase productivity, and so much more. The link to everything I mentioned is in the show notes. See you soon.